Hello, everybody. Welcome to a pre-recorded episode of the Wrestling Fans Sunday Takedown. Day to be determined, right? <laughs> no, this, this will be happening October 8th, so just uh, don't be alarmed. We're not on X Space app this week or live on our other channels, so uh, please bear with us. I'm actually on a vacation for the next 10 days here, so I will actually be back live on... I want to say for your first, not your first, but your post AEW Dynamite show, which I believe will be on the 18th. Yes. So that's when I will actually be returning. So my apologies for being gone, but it's that time of year where I go enjoy some time in the mountains, my last camping trip of the year. And, you know, doing it's, my. It's called, it's just so you guys know, it's called the Hoppy Human Sacrifice Annual uh, Ritual for their crops. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, for the meat supply for the winter. So, you know, yeah, that'll work too. <laughs> don't ask questions. <laughs> That's right. Don't ask, don't tell. I, I better be careful because PETA will be after me if they knew what I was really up there for. So, but uh, yeah, I'm actually being brave using my webcam for the first time. I've had it for a while. It's just my room's been, my studio's still been kind of a work in progress under construction. But uh, with me as usual, my buddy Carlos. How you doing, brother? Good. I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I mean, Adam Copeland's in AEW now, so I'm really good. Uh, that better happen as of this recording <laughs> now. I know that's like, what I'm, I'm speaking into existence. <laughs> You know, you'll be doing what all the trolls did to me yesterday. Oh, you started off 0-2 in predictions. Well, yeah, I don't really give a shit. So go F yourselves. Anyhow, uh, yeah, um, this episode we were just kind of doing as a bonus. Uh, Carlos and I both recently attended uh, some recent events that happened in both our hometowns. I had the honor of going to a Monday Night Raw on September 18th, and... Carlos, who just recently went to Friday Night Smackdown on September 29th. So, uh, did you want to start off, or did you want me to start off with the experience? You can start first. Okay, well, I'll, we I'll, you know, keep keep the main event for the main event, you know. <laughs> keep the main event for the main event. Jeez, yeah. now, now I know how you really value me as a brother and whatnot, so, you know. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Smackdown, Smackdown is the A show, you know, I'm just keeping it real. I thought it was more NXT. Did you did you did you get Gunther versus Seth Rollins as your dark match? Oh no. Uh no. You, okay, fair point there. Actually, we didn't even get any dark matches, which Exactly. That's that's the part that threw me a little bit weird. Um did you get John Cena? No, no, no. Exactly. Like I said, we got we got hosed, but you know, in fairness though, we did get three recorded matches for main events, so I guess I really can't complain as far as that goes. And the sad part is I don't remember all three matches. I do remember Tegan Knox getting a victory over Zia Lee. And yeah, I'm going to go to hell because I don't Wasn't it Indy Hartwell? I think Indy Nikki Hartwell. Cross. Yeah, Indy Hartwell got a victory over Nikki Cross. And there was one more match. And heaven forbid I bother remember it. But I don't really watch main event that much either. So what so, time does this what time does the show start for Raw? Does it start at seven or does it start at seven thirty? So so as far as what we're talking Eastern time, is that what you're yeah. referring to? Eastern time it would be nine o'clock. 
No, because no, but they start recording the main events before. Is it a half hour before? Oh yeah, they so they start recording thirty minutes before they go live on uh, for Monday Night Raw. So we had actually we had basically three and a half hours there. So it really wasn't that bad. Um, the fan turnout for Salt Lake though is what astonished me because we actually had Friday Night SmackDown there just nearly exactly a year ago and that was a capacity filled stadium there and the monday night raw we had back just before everything got shut down from covid which i believe was february of 2020 um yeah it was february of 2020 it was just shortly after i came back from the very first chris jericho cruise i attended um that was actually a full uh, full back then uh, called Vivint Center, but now we've actually gone back from the Vivint Center to the Delta Center once again because we can't seem to make up our minds on what we want to name our uh, center that the Utah Jazz play in. However, um, my experience with Monday Night Raw, I, I've been very well pleased the last three televised events they've held here at Salt Lake City. I I'm amazed, one, because for the longest of time, Salt Lake has not really been a real, I guess you can say, sports entertainment slash pro wrestling crowd. But with the popularity of pro wrestling and sports entertainment these last few years, it's it's really been showing that it's paid off with having all these alternate wrestling organizations. And WWE mainly kind of gets more toward the younger generation too. They've been more of a kid-friendly programming over the last couple of decades. And it's, as I've mentioned before, it's really paying off. And that's something I, I love seeing how companies think about trying how they can keep the youth involved and keep watching their program. And I, I give kudos to WWE for keeping that whole, uh, I guess business mold going. Even though I'm not a fan of the very top guy of the company the last the last forty years, you know, it's just it's been it's definitely showed it's paid off. As far as uh, the TV matches and everything, I was actually kind of surprised how many matches we had for Monday Night Raw that night. It wasn't very promo heavy. The matches were lengthy in some ways, but they didn't necessarily bore the fans because every once in a while you'll come to an event and you'll get those boring chants or whatnot. But there was very few matches that night that got a, got a, this is awesome chant and whatnot. And it's very hard, especially when you have today's wrestling fan that think they're the total experts and knowing every single secret of how to put on a wrestling show or, how move sets are supposed to be done. I thought all the performers did a great job as far as how they performed, keep the storyline going. The one, another thing I would like to mention is uh, how well they interacted with the fans when they went off camera too, as far as ad breaks. And as soon as they went off the air, Cody was out there just, trying to get to every fan he could, shake their hands, do autographs, 
Becky Lynch managed to do a couple of herself. Um, it was just it was just a fun overnight, fun night overall. What matches did you guys get to see when you were there? But I forget what, what was the card. What was the big, big matches on Raw? <laughs> You're gonna kill me, and you don't remember, huh? No, there. I think one of the best matches we had was the main event with Jay Uso and uh, Drew Mac. Yeah, Jay Uso and Drew McIntyre. That was a great match, especially when we saw Judgment Day trying to recruit Jay, and Jay turned him away. Unfortunately, Drew wouldn't come in and make the save, but Cody did. But I would say definitely the match of that night, and I I just could not believe how well it was done. Watching Kofi Kingston take on Ivar the oh that was a great match ladies. yeah I thought Ivar did a hell of a job being as big as he is how he was able to do a moonsault off the top rope unfortunately he didn't connect otherwise Kofi would have been the next pancake that New Day would have had thrown out to the fans but you know I thought those two. <laughs> Those two definitely deserve the flowers for that night. They they just killed it out of the park. So the thing that the thing that you mentioned already, and the thing that I really appreciated about like this, like about going to SmackDown or just WWE in general is, um, it. I mean, I go for myself, obviously, but the thing that I love and the thing that's different from I think WWE compared to AEW is the amount of kids, like you said, the family, the family atmosphere that was there. And so for me, like I was just getting a kick off watching the kids have a blast. Like there was like some kids in front of me that were like literally dancing like to every wrestler's entrance theme. There was kids like talking smack about like um, Dominic who was in our dark match. Like to me, like going there, like it, it made me appreciate more of just of like why I fell in love with professional wrestling and seeing like the young kids just having a good time and just, and just seeing like their, like their, un, their untainted fandom. Like, you know, these, these kids are not going online like us, like listening to the dirt sheets and like going on to like find all the gossip or they don't know about the wrestlers personal lives. So just seeing like their pure fandom kind of took me back and it just, and it just made me fall in love, with, fall in love with again with the professional wrestling business and just about how much this business has been a part of my life. I mean, hello, we're sitting here on a Sunday afternoon talking about wrestling, you know? And so, I mean, that's just, it's just cool seeing like those new fans being built. And that's the thing where, you know, where they, you know, AEW has their kids too, but nothing like WWE. It's like a total family atmosphere. And it was just cool seeing the parents have a good time with their kids. And, and that just, and again, it just, it, and it just, it was really just cool. Just, just to seeing them enjoy the product that way, seeing it through their eyes. Yeah, and, you know, the way you watch a lot of these athletes and wrestlers just interact, um, you know, that's what makes it, that's what keeps your fan base coming back. And, you know, if you don't have that connection with your fans, it's going to be a very short career for you. Not only that, but the business won't last as long. And I think that's one thing WWE's got right over the years. AEW's got that right since the start. I think they've done a fantastic job with trying to pay the fans back for, you know, sticking with them through their entire journey. I mean, you've mentioned many times when you did that bowling tournament with the AEW talent, how much they gave back to the fans that night. You know, these guys are just, out there trying to enjoy themselves 
that make sure everybody has a good time and a positive experience. And I really hope we continue to see that going forward. You know, I mean, not everybody's a perfect angel, you know, you can say goodwill ambassador, but they do what they can, you know? Yeah, I mean, at the same time, though, there's like, there's like, that's what I mean. Like, for me, like, I feel like, 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 with even with AEW, though, too, like, it is like, you're, it's a choice whether you want to be there or not, you know? And, and when these companies go into town, that's one thing I like about AEW is they, they, like, when I was there, they, they had Max, 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 Platinum Max Caster had his concert, you know? It's like they had the bowling event. And then that was really cool. And you don't really see that from WWE. And that's like one thing I wish that WWE would do more. Like you already have these guys on the payroll, you might as well have them go out there and and earn, let them earn money, you know, instead of just always worrying about the product. Like, let them just go do more events and be more interactive with the fans. I think it would just it would pay dividends. Um, but yeah, but I mean, to me, like I said, it was just a really cool experience. At first, I didn't want to go to Smack. I, at first, when I, before I bought my tickets, I was like, oh well, Roman's not going to be there. Do you really want to go? And I'm just and I just bought it. I just bought them at a whim, you know. And I bought two tickets originally. Cause I thought my uncle would want to go. Then he didn't want to go. And I was like, well, do I still want to go? And I, I only, and I, I was kind of cool. I only, I only paid like 45 bucks for my tickets and even I had pretty good seats. And then even after all the fees and stuff, they were 60 bucks and I ended up selling my other seat for a hundred bucks. So I pretty much got to go for free. If you think of like 20 bucks, which isn't bad, but I'm really glad I went. And that's the thing with WWE, like their, their monitor, their, you know, their motto is you never expect the unexpected. You never know what's going to happen. And the thing that was cool for me is, you know, even when I bought my tickets, I thought, okay, well, Jay Uso's not going to be there at least. And he got traded to Raw. And then it's like, oh, wait, but John Cena's back now. So again, you never know what you're going to get. You know, and the thing with those things is just go buy the tickets on a whim and you never know what you're going to get to experience. And then I remember, you know, like, um, waking up that day and there, everybody was talking about, you know, the, oh, it's the, we're getting this, getting a, all these, these two competitors that never really wrestled, only wrestled one time before are going to wrestle on the dark match of SmackDown. And I'm like, what? And then I go to look it up and it's freaking Gunther versus Seth Rollins. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And it's like, and so like, we got to see that match. And the, the thing I think to remember, if again, just speaking, if, if I was going to choose a SmackDown or Raw, I would definitely go to SmackDown. And the reason why is those two things. So first of all, you know, SmackDown, if they're going to be in the town on now on their touring things on, on the weekends, they, they do the super shows. And so you're going to have talent in town from both shows. And so if you go to SmackDown, you're, you're more in line to see stars on Raw than aren't going to usually be there. And with SmackDown, too, it's only two hours. So you're going to get two dark, two dark matches at the end. So our opening match was was Butch was Butch against the Shantae Adonis. And, and for me, at first, I was like, I was a little thrown off by that because I'm like, why are you having Butch here? He has a match tomorrow. Like you couldn't have somebody else do it. Like couldn't give the guy a day off. So he didn't have to travel, you know, but then it was like, and then, the, then, then we had, then we had um, Jimmy Uso versus um, Carl Anderson, which was okay match. And then we got, what was the other match we got? Um, oh, it was, um, what was it? And here you gave me shit for not remembering. <laughs> what was the other match we got? It wasn't good, obviously, because that's why I don't remember it. Oh, it was um, it was um, Austin Theory versus um, Cameron Grimes, which was cool. Like just seeing how, like he's a freak, he's a freaking star. Seeing him live and thing, and Grayson Waller, just like the Grayson Waller effect was really cool. Bobby Lashley, like the way they worked the crowd in between the thing, like that's one thing I give those guys credit for. Is like I didn't really mind the commercial breaks because they were entertaining us the whole time and just talking shit. The one thing that's weird is when you do have a superstar, like when when I went there, Charlotte was in the ring for like six minutes just in the dark while they're doing all these other promos and stuff. So that part was kind of random, but 
the thing I like about now is, is again, like we got to see a really good match between Santos and Ray, and they got like I think twenty minutes to cook, and that's one thing with with Vince, you never really got. It was always short matches. So with Triple H kind of having his say in there now, you're getting these longer matches, and so getting to have that one long match. I mean, the first two matches were okay, but th- our last four matches were was um was Ray versus Santos. Then we got Bailey versus Charlotte, and then we got the John Cena and and an LA night, you know, segment. So again, I, and that was another thing too. I was scared about cause the week before LA night was had COVID, but he was back. So it was just, it was just a banger thing. And then at the end of the show, you know, LA night signs the contract and to see him live was cool. And then John Cena's there and he's like, well, you know, I came back to wrestle and he's like, do you guys want to see me fight tonight? And it's like, and he's like, and you're like, and you're like, Oh my God, I'm really going to get to see this happen right now. And, and all the kids are going nuts, you know, cause they're all dressed like John Cena and he's like, you know, I'm going to, if you've been a fan for longer that he's asking, how long have you been a fan? You know, one year, which year or whatever. And, um, and then he's like, we're going to bring back something I used to do back in the day, the United States open challenge, but instead it's going to be just an open challenge. And then here comes Dominic Mysterio, which again, I was shocked. Cause again, to me, he's fighting the night he's fighting tomorrow. He's going to fight the next day in, in Bakersfield. So it's kind of cool that he was there. And then, so we got a really good dark match between Dominic and John Cena. And, and then my first thing is, oh, it's going to be like a quick match. He's going to just give him the attitude adjustment and then get out of there. But they actually had a really good match. It was like at least a good 10-minute match. And then, of course, Gunther and Seth Rollins, they totally cooked. Um, shout out to Ludwig Kaiser. That guy is so entertaining. He's like a feature. He's a big star. I like I like Da, da Vinci just because he's easy on the eyes. And I like my Italian dude. So I really hope he doesn't end up leaving the show, leaving the group. Because you can just tell Kaiser's more the star. But he's just entertaining the whole time he's out there. Just seeing it's getting to see them work the crowd, you know, during the dark match. It just gives me a whole new appreciation for them. And the match was good. It was a good ending. Of course, you're not going to have Seth Rollins pin him. But, like, Seth Rollins giving the curse stomp. And right when the ref's about to count three, Kaiser came out and, and interrupted the count. But it was, and then, but the funny thing is, you had you had Seth Rollins. He literally took out the whole the whole Imperium by himself. He he didn't put he put he put Da Vinci through a table to end it. And then at the end of the show, he um he he did a tribute to Bray Wyatt, which is really cool. So again, if you go to see Raw, you're gonna just pretty much see what you see on TV because even the main event, you're only gonna get that one dark match. But if you go to SmackDown, it's on a Friday night. You're gonna have wrestlers who are already in town for the Super Show the night the the next day. So you're going to, if you go to SmackDown, you're going to be in for more of a treat, you know? So that's what I would recommend to fans. Um, if you can only go to one, I would definitely choose SmackDown. And we're going to be lucky here because uh, when it was announced during Raw, Raw was off on commercial break, of course. We just found out in Salt Lake City, we are getting Friday Night SmackDown February 16th. So those of you in Utah, there's your warning. Get your tickets now. And also- and also for you guys too, like, sorry to interrupt you. Um, the thing I would say is get your tickets quick, even if you don't think you're going to go, because you can always sell them. Because like I just, like I said earlier, when I bought my seats, they were only $45. And the thing was, is, and then with fees and everything else, they were 60, they were 65 out the door, I think, or 63. Um, let me tell you, I was looking for tickets because I was thinking about, real, I was thinking about just selling my two together because I figured they would sell better as a pair and getting something else. Once those once those arenas sell out, they have something called platinum seating with WWE and Ticketmaster. The cheapest ticket for SmackDown, and I'm, I'm talking like the nosebleeds, was $250. And and not only that, like you're you're you know they might go down like the night before, but you're dealing you're gonna deal with scalpers and, and having to and bid for matches, and they're gonna try to get the biggest price. So 
my advice to you is if you can afford it, buy the tickets, buy the tickets first. And if you have to sell the tickets, because like I said, you're going to get the better deal if you buy them right away. And and once and that's just the way that Ticketmaster and WWE works is once those tickets start selling and, and there's and more demand, they raise the price. So even if you're not sure, just buy those tickets up because you can always sell them later on. I echo that from Carlos big time because yeah, they will find a way to get their money one way or another and they, they don't go down, they go up for whatever reason. So yeah. Like, and I mean, that's the thing. And better, just bet, you know, yeah. You're, and you're just bet on yourself that you're going to go. And like I said, if something happens, you can always get the insurance on them. Even, you know, you can buy insurance on them for 10 bucks each. And then even if, even if you don't sell them, you're, you're only paying for the insurance. So Again, my advice is buy buy those tickets right away, you know, because they're going to be cheaper. And if, if you can't go, worst case scenario, buy insurance on them, you know, and then you're only out that money. But I guarantee you, if it's a hot product, you're going to sell those tickets because they're because people wait last minute and then you're paying way you're paying a way higher price. And they are cheaper when you buy them right away. Yes. So um, I wanted to do a kind of a refresher because I felt bad for not remembering all the matches, but. Now I finally got it because I kind of cheated and did my research. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, so you weren't you weren't paying attention to me talking is what you're telling me. Well, Thanks. that's that's, that's normal. normal. That's normal. Not <laughs> see two can play this game, brother. I know how you <laughs> roll. Always attacking a little fat kid here, but anyway, I was a fat girl too. I'm my inner, my inner fat girl always. Your your inner fat girl. That's what I call my inner fat girl. Yeah. Oh dear Lord, listen to you. <laughs> I always got to be the princess of the group, too. Yeah. You're taking my, my, my inner Natalie from Facts of Life. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, uh, I did actually want to bring up the matches. Uh, Dom Mysterio and Cody Rhodes, I thought they had a great opening match. Um, wasn't very long. It was to the point short. Um, Cody making a statement to Dom and the Judgment Day. So that was a good match there. Um, like I said, I thought match of the night went definitely went to Kofi Kingston and Ivar, the Viking Raiders. They they just went toe for toe and went the distance on that one. Um, we also saw and Becky Lynch defend the NXT Women's Championship, which that one kind of annoys me a little bit because I think that should be defended on the brand. It should be where it's at. Keep it on NXT. Don't bring it to the others. Much like when we talk about seeing Ring of Honor titles defended on AEW programming, I think I just prefer to see it defended on Ring of Honor programming, not uh, AEW. But anyways, um, Becky Lynch had a nice match with Natalia, and that was kind of funny because Becky wasn't really wanting to face Natalia. She was wanting to face someone from NXT or the future stars, it was supposed to be taking Tegan Knox, right? Well, Tegan Knox was, I don't know if it was necessarily supposed, it was supposed to be, be Tegan Knox versus Becky but, originally. Oh, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Oh, cause they stopped at her and Natalia. That's why she was going to, she was upset. Okay. So we must have not seen that in the crowd at Salt Lake city because we didn't see anything that showed that. All we saw was Natalia came and answered Becky Lynch's challenge. So, Maybe that was just something we didn't, again, we didn't get to see as far as on screen or anything. Uh, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven went to a no contest with uh, Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark, thanks to Nia Jax getting involved. So, you know, that, that was other, another treat. I've never seen Nia up 
uh, actually in any of the events here in Salt Lake City. So I've actually been a pretty good fan of hers. I know she's not a very not a very popular one with most of the IWC, but I've always had a strong opinion that Naya was definitely one of the best monster females in wrestling today. Um, another one that I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, Bronson Reed and Chad Gable. I thought they did pretty good. I was really hoping that Gable was going to score the victory, but I mean, Bronson Reed's making some waves, no pun intended, especially landing that tsunami on Chad Gable. And then I think he also landed the tsunami the following week on Otis. But Bronson Reed should be someone, should be on the radar for a championship opportunity here soon what do you think i think he is i think i think they're building him up for that exactly what you just said um yeah i think he's i think he's definitely on his way up and i think he's someone who can have a really good match with rollins so why not yeah i mean what definitely why not if nakamura doesn't get the championship off rollins then i guess my next question is (laughs) excuse me who would you rather see make that run would you like to see drew mcintyre or bronson reed do what run? Make a run for Seth's World Heavyweight Championship. I mean, I would love a Hill Drew, but at the same time, I think I wouldn't mind Bronson Reed being being built up just for like a um, like Bronson Reed maybe fights him in in Saudi Arabia, and then um, and then we get Drew like at Royal Rumble. But my thing is, I'm I'm again I'm what I'm predicting is I think if if because again to me. If Cody Rhodes is the one getting traded to SmackDown for for Jey Uso, then I wouldn't mind seeing um, I wouldn't mind seeing LA Knight win the Rumble than him going chasing after Seth. Interesting. So you would like to see kind of like a trade in Swap. some way, even though it's not really an official trade. Yeah, it'd be like a two for one, even though it's not an official trade. Yeah, exactly. No, I follow you. I get you on that. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea, although. I, I don't know. I just think it, we were burned out after that WrestleMania loss where Cody wasn't able to complete the story against Roman. I almost, I know positively Chris gave me shit about it, but I still think maybe Cody needs to make a run at the World Heavyweight Championship and the way LA Knight's momentum's been going. I would like to see LA Knight even possibly be the one to dethrone Roman, but. Again, I'm not the wrestling expert. I'm not the good storyteller. I'm just the wrestling fan. That's kind of what I would like to see if that's going to be the directions they're going to go. I again, I respect your opinion, but I'm with Chris. I mean, when Cody winning the Cody winning that title isn't isn't finishing the story. I think they need to finish the storyline. My my the re- the reason why I'm thinking the my my way of thinking is I I do think The Rock is coming back to fight Roman at WrestleMania 40, but I don't think it's going to be for the world title. I think Cody's going to beat him at either at, at the Royal Rumble or or even in Saudi Arabia. And I know a lot of fans shit on the whole idea of it being in Saudi, but you got to remember they're paying these guys fifty million dollars a show. <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> it's, it's about it's it's about the money, and it's not necessarily about where it's happening. We as fans got to remember that with WWE, more importantly. It's a business, and for them, they're getting much. They're getting they're getting so much money off of their, off of their um their endorse their um their their 
their deals for their product that you know us fans got remember and this is kind of their attitude i feel like they're just we should just be grateful to be able to watch it you know even though it's our numbers that get them the higher um licensing deals um sometimes it's, it's about you know keeping the people that are giving the big money happy and i think doing that doing the title win in slotty would make sense for them as far as you know, showing them, hey, look what you can still get with us with forty, fifty million dollars, and I wouldn't mind it as much if it means that we're getting The Rock and and um, Roman at at WrestleMania. And again, my my, and then again, I think CM Punk's coming back, and I think he fights Cody for the title at WrestleMania. Those are my three big matches for WrestleMania. It's, it's I think it's going to be Roman versus Roman versus um, The Rock, Cody versus CM Punk, and I think we're getting um, L, of getting LA Knight versus Seth Rollins. So do we see CM Punk bring the AEW World Championship? <laughs> no. Maybe no. <laughs> maybe he brings maybe maybe he brings the Jaguars NFL belt with them, you know, the one that got discontinued. <laughs> uh what? You didn't hear they, they, the um the NFL they didn't hear about all about all this? The NFL they they did their belts for all the NFL teams and the same day it got released, the, the Jacksonville Jaguar ones mysteriously got sold out and got and got taken off not taken off the website. Oh yeah, I think we know why it got sold out. Well, exactly, yeah. So that's and what I'm I, saying. So I have, I have CM I, Punk show up with the Jacksonville Jaguar NFL belt. You know, <laughs> I was gonna say, I bet I know who bought all of them too. <laughs> no, I don't think he bought them all. I think he just he just asked for the he just I think he just asked for them not to be sold. No, I I was just kind of being a smart ass to stir the pot because you know everybody's got to be a hater. I might as well just throw in my hate comment, right? But in, yeah, but then to me too, I think it was stupid of Tony Khan. I mean, like you don't, you don't, you don't want, you don't want to oppose your product. You know, you try to keep, you try to keep AW off of, um, sh off of nice where there's where there's football. But yet you're gonna go and and pull something that your fans might want. You know, to me, I just thought it was a dumb business move. Yeah, I, I mean, you're gonna get some of that royalty, right? Exactly. And you, you know, and you, if all the other teams, you shouldn't deny your fans that because you own the wrestling promotion. I just thought it was a dumb move. Yeah. I, I really don't like moves like that. Just kind of comes off a little too childish in some ways, but it is what it is. It's going to happen. It's kind of one of those, you get off my lawn and I'll stay off your lawn, you know? Um, as far as let's kind of go toward the future WWE now that we've kind of last week we covered the NXT No Mercy PLE event. We've seen two guys that we potentially thought might possibly win, but did not. I think we actually both predicted Ilya Dragunov winning the NXT championship. Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker are two guys we both said we should see in the main roster here very soon and i think after this event this shows it may be happening sooner than we think uh, your thoughts on them possibly moving to main event very shortly here um and this is something i talked about on our other on our sunday night our sunday afternoon um takedown show briefly is i think that wwe needs to get a lot younger i mean if you look at all their stars are in their 40s and i think that they're in a good spot. I mean, I was really impressed. They have a lot of impressive talent there right now in NXT. 
And I think, and I think, do you think it's time they start pushing the guys like the theories, the gate racing wallers, um, you know, bringing up Carmelo, I think both bringing up both Carmelo and Braun makes sense too. And I think, and I think it's going to be interesting to see if they start letting all these other guys go, like maybe your AJ Styles, your Bobby Lashley's, all these guys, your, your Sheamus's, you know, these guys that are in their forties, they can still go, but at the same time they need to get younger, you know? And so I think it's going to be an interesting time for WWE. My bold prediction is that you're going to see a lot of these guys finishing their careers in AEW. I think AEW is going to be the spot for where they have young talent. Um, and But they'll also be the spot for these guys to go finish their careers like they want to. Because WWE shown in the past, too, it's like, what have you done for me lately? See ya. You know, like they just did it with Dolph Ziggler. Um, and I and I and Shelton Benjamin. And I, and I think that trend's going to continue on. And it's, again, it's, it's business is business. Um, you know, and it's just, it's just a part of, they need to get younger, you know. And I think you're, we're, I think we are going to start seeing a lot more of the younger guys utilized and being intertwined into the current, current, um, the current storylines being brought up because they, they have a lot of talent there right now, you know, and I think that it's, there's time to start utilizing that talent. I agree. Um, but let's look at our two main champions now on each brand. You got Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, both coming up from the same NXT class. And I hate to say it because even though they're younger than both of us, they're getting right up there where the WWE creative starts saying okay these guys are now getting in the very upper years here it's time we try to start getting into the younger age which you mentioned before uh i think braun breaker and carmelo hayes are ready to come move up even though we still have a few younger guys in the main rosters on each side like your austin theory grayson waller dominic mysterio Sorry, everybody. Dragon me. Lee. I mean, that guy's amazing. Too. There's so many guys. My God. I think the Creed brothers are ready to move up. Wesley. I would. I would love to see Gallus actually come up too. You know. Yeah, Wesley Gallus. You know. I mean, I they mean, could easily they could easily put they could easily put Dragon off. You know, with the brawling brutes and give Sheamus the boot. You know, there's. I mean, not to sound rude, but it's like there's so. You know, and even like even like you know, you could have a new. You know, you could put Carm. I mean, there's a reason. I to me, like, why do they keep Beefab and Ashanti? You know, are they going to put them with Carmelo and that's going to be the new hit row? Or they're going to put them? They're going to put them with him. There has to be a reason they kept those guys. You know, there's just there's a lot they have, and then and they kept Cedric Alexander too. You know, there's a lot of things cooking. I think underneath underneath, you know, in the crock pot, we'll say, you know, that they're just letting it. They're letting it cook slowly then we're gonna there's you know that we're gonna start seeing other things happen you know like there has to be a reason why they didn't release those guys you know they're looking to get younger you know they are going more towards factions you know which isn't a bad thing i think kaiser's can be a really big single star too you know you still have you still have like you guys in your mid-30s like you focus on your guys like cody rhodes your chad gables your rollins your your you know jay usos you know they're guys but you're i think you're gonna see your guys your, your you know your lashley's your sheamus's you know, they're going to have, they're going to be asked a hard question. You know, do you want to stay and be lower card like AJ Styles and you still, you still get to shine every so often and you may, you're probably going to take a pay cut too, or, you know, or are you going to go move on to AEW? And I think that's going to be the question a lot of these guys have to face, you know, um, you know, because AEW is going to get a big streaming rights deal, you know, get a big deal from from Warner Brothers, and it's and it's up and it's not it's, and Tony Khan's already a billionaire, so he, he can spend a lot of that money to get these stars back and and build and bring that bring the name brand to his product. Why in the same thing, AEW is getting WWE is getting younger, and I think you're going to start seeing the guys from from the you're you're going to see younger talent going to 
to WWE and the other talent going to AEW. And I think they're both going to get that right mix of stars, you know, age-wise to cook on their different brands, respectively. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what about... Uh, sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought. I can tell. You lost your train of thought this whole podcast. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> Yeah, that's every day, buddy. I don't know Put why. Put down the phone. I don't know why you're thinking just this podcast. That's every day. Uh, so why don't we talk about where we possibly see uh, who we're thinking maybe our next major champions are. Obviously, I think Cody and LA Knight are probably the next two in, in line to receive those big pushes. Uh, do you see anybody else in the run for it. I think Drew McIntyre. I think Drew's leaving. I think Drew's going to go to AEW. I think, I think personally, I think you're going to, like I said, if, if my predictions come right, I think you're going to have Cody. You'll have Cody in LA night. So LA night will be on raw. Cody will be on SmackDown. And then I predict the guys to beat them will be Gunther. And then um, I think Grayson Waller. Where do you see Austin theory? <sighs> I don't know. I think maybe, 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 maybe they try to turn him a face with Grayson Waller, but I, I just, I really just, I think Grayson Waller is going to surpass Austin Theory. I definitely think Austin Theory is a future champion, but I think Grayson Waller is going to leapfrog him first. I really think Grayson Waller just has it. I mean, he's, he, I mean, like, he's so smart. The thing he does, like, you know, like, like you, when, 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 um, you know, when, um, CM Punk got released. He's he's using a Pepsi can as his cold pack in the back, you know. Like he's just he just gets it, man. The guy just gets it. He's very witty on social media. Um, he's a hustler, you know. And 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 again, Austin Theory is a great talent, but he doesn't have that hustler's mentality that Grayson Waller has. But I absolutely think that Austin Theory is a star. He's the future of WWE. Like he held his own with The Rock, and just the way he comes out, like he just he he's getting that confidence. I, and I think The Rock having worked with The Rock, it just gave him more confidence because he he had when I, mean, I saw him this past past Friday and at, at, at um Golden One, he just had a swagger about him. You can't deny his star power. What about? Let's talk about. Uh, the former tag team DIY, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. We know Gargano's been out for quite some time, but Tommaso is obviously in line to challenge Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Do you think Ciampa is going to dethrone Gunther <laughs> for that title? No. no. <laughs> Why not? Because to me, I, I to me, I think it's going to be Chad Gable. I think there's, I think there's a natural storyline there. I think Chad Gable, you know, with this, I think Chad Gable has more, more. I think Chad Gable has more momentum than Champa. I think I would, I would just, I would have, I would have, maybe, maybe, maybe afterwards, maybe afterwards, um, all the Imperium is beating up Champa. Then maybe Johnny Gargano comes out to save to save Champa, and they become a tag team. I just don't think. I especially with, with I think I know those are Hunter's guys, but I think I think with Hunter to be it'd be a smart move to put them back together as a tag team because I don't think Vince sees them as single stars. I just think they'd have a better chance of surviving as long as Vince is around, you know, making decisions from his you know his mistress's room or whatever he's at hanging out that day. I just I just think that he has I think that they have more they have more chance to survive and get more TV time if they're if they're presented as a tag team than single stars. I cannot believe you actually went there. <laughs> 
Oh, you're a bad monkey. And so there we go. <laughs> I had to go up there. Uh, <laughs> it's the truth. It real yeah, I, I'm not saying I don't disagree with what you say, but yeah, that that's really bad. Uh as far as the WWE women's tag team championships, we've all always talked about how that's been a really cursed championship. I've lately just felt like it's time to scrap the championships because there's really been no great creative booking with that. I mean, the concept's great. I think they have a good enough roster to do it. I just, I think they're lost with that whole concept right now. I mean, Vince McMahon, obviously not one of the biggest believers in tag team wrestling it's definitely shown over the years do you think those championships should still be around right now you know the thing is for me like that's you know the one thing that i've been disappointed with with triple h is is his booking of the women's division because the one thing where you know we all know the nxt talent like when he was in nxt the women's division got to cook. And the one thing when I, I thought that when he would take over is I thought we'd have better booking of the women's division in general. And I don't, and we haven't gotten that. And again, I don't know part of that's because Vince doesn't want certain things to happen, but at the same time, like I wish he would stand up more for that. Um, I hope, I hope the title stick around, but I just think they're being booked incorrectly. I think they should be used like as, as, as a chance to let somebody like a Charlotte flair, get away from the, get away from the, from the you know the world title scene for a little bit and get just give fans a break from having to see these people always shove down our throats in the main event matches you know like i think if they utilize it better to to like just to to you know um rotate talent between the main event scene and and just and letting them still cook as far as being on television i just i think they'd be better utilized so i hope they stick around and i just hope they've learned to book them better because i think they have a place as long as they're booking them correctly even like even like for me like why not bring in jade and have her be a tag team with, with bianca for a while and 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 let's uplift the black women in, in wrestling instead of just showing them against each other. Why not have them be friends first? You know, I just think that'd be a different kind of cool way to present her and let her learn from being on the being on the apron with Bianca for a while before you put her in singles action. So do we call them tape ah, team baddiest? Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> just have a combination. Team bad bitch. Yeah. Oh, baddiest, you know, Jade's baddies and Bianca yeah. being the EST, whatnot, you know? I mean, it's not. Yeah, really but it, even like for me, like to me, like they should be like right now, like, and I, the thing is, I love Chelsea Green. I think her work has been stupendous. And I think that she deserves to be on TV. Like just her character work that she's doing needs to be recognized. So I'm glad, glad that the tag team title is around because. To me, I don't ever need to see Chelsea be the world champion, you know. But to me, like, why not let her be? But she's she's perfectly fine to be a tag team champion. Like I said, it does it does have a lower. It does like to me. It's like I said, it's just a chance to let other women cook. It's a chance to let your other rotate your women in, in between there. But it's just again, I don't need to see. I don't need to see someone. I don't need to see um, placeholder women's champions. Let those people win the tag team titles. Yeah, I. <sighs> It's really kind of a, it's kind of like a person to person preference right now on those. I, I just think right now the titles haven't been used and the division hasn't been booked correctly. Like you said, it needs to be booked better. It, 
I just don't see a need for him anymore. I mean, I hate to take a championship away, especially from Chelsea Green and unfortunately for Sonia Deville with her injury. But, I mean, to me, the, the championships have no value now. Uh, but as you mentioned, if we put them on a proper team, my only scare is what's going to happen to that team physically because <laughs> it's cursed. But yeah, it, it's been it's been horrible. I I hope in the future here they can do something with it and make it stick. But we we need somebody that can make a tag team division worth it here, especially for the and women. Did, did you watch? Did I? Because I did you. Did I, on SmackDown, did they did they have a, did they have an Isla Dawn and an Alba Fire segment this past week? Honestly, I don't know because I I will I'll let the cat out of the bag. I didn't watch I it. I watched SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> listen here, I'm preparing for a trip, so that's what I've been doing. I've been in and out, so uh, yeah, I I did not catch it, but. I've been seeing a lot of people post it, so I'm imagining they must have had a segment on here recently. Well, because the week before, so last week they did a thing with them where they said that they put the curse on the tag titles, which I think is a smart, which I think is a smart storyline. So, but my my the reason I asked the question is again, if they continue the storyline, that's how you make the titles relevant again by putting them back on them. You know, or letting them have them, you know, because they're a great team and they're 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 easy. You know, again, I'm a gay guy saying they're easy on the eyes. You know, they both have that sexiness about them. You know, like just let them let them cook. They're a good tag team, and that's be a, it'd be a good way to try to reboot the titles and give it one last chance. You know, put them with them. You know, saying they did the curse. You know, hopefully they can break the curse. But then, but if that doesn't work with them, then I'll be like you. Then just retire the belts and call it a day. Yeah. Now let me ask you this: Would you be in favor of having like an intercontinental women's title that floated between both brands, or is that too much? I don't think it's too much. I just worry that right now we're already struggling having a women's tag team title as it is. Now, if they did away with the women's tag team championship, I'd be okay with that. Um, yeah. The, that's, that's where my uh, logic is right now is if you're not going to book a tag team division, book at least a mid-card title. But my only question is, say for whatever reason, Raw and NXT end up staying with the USA Network after all the bidding's done. Do you think WWE just eventually just unifies the titles again, the world titles? I mean, the tag team championships are already unified in a way. But, like, would you even think they'll keep like a universal championship and a I don't work today. Hold on. I just didn't erase it. I don't work today. Sorry. What was your, what was your question? <laughs> yeah. now? No, family, so, age, family recording. I need a recording thing on my door. <laughs> <laughs> we need to put like a lighted up one for you. Yeah, seriously. No, no my question is if, Say Raw and NXT, which we all know is up for bids for whatever network they land on. One, do you think we're going to see a separation of the top tier championships like the Universal and the World Heavyweight Championship? Or do you think they eventually just unify it? I hope because, they don't unify them. Because do you really think uh, Raw 
a brand split's going to be worth it anymore. Here's my thing. This is, and again, this is, this goes back to like what we talked about. Like when we talk about AEW and like you talk about Justin Labar and all this stuff like this. If those belts get unified, there will be job cuts. I guarantee you. Like, especially, especially with, um, with Endeavor now being in charge and looking at these contracts, the last thing fans should want is for those titles to be unified. Because if, if they're unifying those titles and they're having talent beyond both shows, there's going to be massive cuts and none of us want that. So to me, they need to have separate, separate titles. Don't be rooting for that stuff. Don't even, don't even speak that in his, his existence no more. Cause if that happened, I guarantee you, you would see, you would see massive job cuts. And I don't want that for the talent. So my next question is though, would you, do you think it would be wise for WWE or TKO to get raw and NXT on a separate network? Um, I mean, if they can, yeah, but at the same time, I wouldn't, to me, like USA has been um, loyal to them for a long time. And if they want the product, I just don't think it looks good. Like, I mean, I don't need, I, first of all, I don't need the stock price to go down anymore. So please no, <laughs> you know, because uh, I, I just think like in, in the short term, yeah, it looks good. If they, let's say they get, let's say they get a big contract from Amazon and it pays them, you know, one and a half times what they're making now. In the long run, it's going to look good. But if your viewership is down to a million viewers, that's going to look bad. And and, and again, these guys, you got to remember too, like who's the biggest stockholder? Those guys own a lot of stock too. So, and that's what they need to remember. Like, I mean, I guarantee you, that's the thing that these guys aren't realizing. Yeah, they they got, they got a, they got a, um, they got a, another half a billion dollars out of, out of, out of USA. But that same day, the stock went down $20. I guarantee you they lost as much, they lost more money than they made that day. And I hope that's something where they're smarter now. You know, they should have stayed on Fox, but again, they can't look like, they can't look like chumps either. But I would have been like, how can we make this a win-win for everybody? You know, like I would have even gave them like a, I would have, I would have produced a free show for them in Spanish for, you know, for, for their Mexican, for their, you know, Hispanic, you know, sports channel. I would have done anything I could have to, st to have stayed on that brand, you know, to stay on to stay on on network television because I just think if they go and take a bigger, it's going to be a short term gain for a bigger loss, you know, because because it's going to if they cut the stock down deeply, that's money that they're going to lose and they're never going to they're never going to recover in my opinion. And see, my opinion is if they keep it, if they bring Raw and NXT and keep that on the USA Network. I think it's going to end up going in that direction where really the brand splits aren't going to matter anymore. They unify the titles and that's the only time it would make sense to have the women maybe have a mid card title, but only one world title. If that makes any kind of sense, I'm just, but like you said, if that does happen, I can see more roster cuts happening, more layoffs, and we don't want to Big see Big time. We don't want that. So, I mean, yeah. again, I go ahead. And what disturbs me is the fact that when they signed SmackDown to the USA Network, I'm like, oh, so you just took eyes off free TV. That's going to hurt you big right there. Like you mentioned, that hurt their stock right away. And it's just, I don't know what, why you would get away from having any of your programming off the free network stuff because if you don't get exposed somewhere for every type of level of tv viewer you're pretty much gonna 
seclude well you're basically gonna make yourself exclusive to only one type of uh viewer in if it's just nothing but paid viewership yeah you're just i don't know i i don't think that's going to be the right move to keep your product going no and so and that's the thing. I'm, I was trying to look up how much. I was trying to look up how much. I can't find how many shares he owns. But I mean, I guarantee you, Vince lost more money. But like you just said, it's not. It's not smart for the business. I. I hope. Again, I'm hoping that they're going to ESPN. I because I just I would just like to have that legitimacy. Because again, even though it is, it's predetermined. It is a sport. So for me, like for brand wise and everything else, I hope it goes to ESPN. Um, and hopefully they, maybe they get moved to FX or they get put on ESPN. They move to a different night. That's what I'm hoping. Because like you said too, just to keep it keep it um keep it you know competitive but i think i also think usa i mean kudos to them but they're they're like they're like they're they are just wwe's purse you know and i think i think they overpaid for smackdown because you're gonna go on a friday night look look at the numbers that rampage does on, on tnt and yeah it's not usa but it's like you're paying more for this brand and let's say it goes down a half a million viewers you know they could easily they again wwe they could easily make they could easily make raw the a show again take roman off of smackdown you know it's like just they there's it was more the show now and i guarantee you that yeah they probably made some promises to 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 um to usa but how but w breaks their word all the time i just i just think they're playing with they're playing in scary waters if you ask me and i i just wish again to me if you're gonna they should move the night to thursday because friday night's just it's gonna be interesting to see how it all turns out you know like you, it's just it's, it, again it's an interesting time i'm hoping for the best you know like i i do hope that it goes somewhere else to me i think they should have just kept usa should have just kept raw and and nxt but they went they went for smackdown I think that's going to be something they might regret later on the line. But at the same time, kudos to WWE for that short-term bag. But again, they lost in the long run because they lost $20 a share. You know, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to call it good here and wrap it up for the this episode of the Wrestling Fans Insight Sunday Takedown. Uh, did you have any final thoughts to give? Well, I guess my final thought is for you, like, so based on your experience from Raw, I don't know, what would you recommend people go to see if they're going to go see a show? Would you say Raw or would you say SmackDown? Honestly, I, my answer is going to be much different from yours. I'm going to go to any show I can. I mean, if it's in town, I'm going to it. Okay. But if there's a preference, I would definitely say SmackDown just because you do get those dark matches right after the, after the live broadcast. Um, I like I said I'm not gonna diss on Raw because we got to see two or three matches taped for main events. So you know, in a way I kind of felt like we got more for our money than previous Raws we've actually had here in Salt Lake. So I I I'm starting to enjoy the product a lot more, the TV product that comes to Salt Lake more. The live events that come here are always phenomenal. You know. And with AEW Collision coming here on October 7th, which <laughs> funny because we're releasing this October 8th, you know, we're going to, it's going to be my first time being to a live AEW television showing. So we'll see what happens there. And 
maybe do and you get your money's worth because again it's like one of those things where they, it goes a long time but you, they, they're going to record ring of honor there too so you're going to get your money's worth you know that's cool that's what i that's what i to me like it's something it's, i feel like i want to get my money's worth you know and that's for me like that was the cool thing about what, what's and i'm like you too like i said if you can afford it go to all the shows like the reason i asked the question is if you could just afford one i would definitely if you can only afford one i definitely would choose i would choose AEW to be honest but but i would choose also smackdown over raw just because you're going to get that special the dark matches but like I'm like, like I said before, if you can afford it, buy your tickets early because they're gonna end up going up in price if it's a hot ticket. And if you can't go, you can always sell them later on. But to yeah. me, like I want, I want to know, like I'm, you know, like that's one thing where I, like I said before, where I told you before, like AEW caters more to the the fans there, where WWE is more worried about the fans on TV. And you're always gonna get your money's worth. So yeah, you can go. Oh my God, it's so long, but also be grateful for the amount of wrestling you're getting to watch. You know, it's pretty cool. And be sure to follow Carlos and myself on the X app. You can find me at WF Insight Podcast. Carlos? Uh, C to the LOS 77 and then at Conquer the No and then also on Instagram at Rainbow Goodness underscore. And you can also check us out on our Facebook group under the groups called The Fans of Pro Wrestling. Also, we have a couple of websites. Go to thefansofprowrestling.com or even go to our wrestlingfansinsight.com which will take you right to our podcast page and show you all your, all the different uh, audio platforms we are on. So if you have a favorite platform, be sure to check out our website, see if it's there. If it's not, please don't hesitate to send me some kind of message there in the email listed in our podcast notes where I can try to get it out to wherever it is you listen on. And also a big shout out to our teammates, William, Heather, Brian. Sorry, you're not able to make it, but we hope to catch you guys here shortly in the future. Um, Carlos, do you have any shout outs to give? Um, just to everybody at the Sage Up Network. Again, thank you guys for um, all your support. Also to uh, Chris and Deb, we laugh, we learn. Keep doing a great job, ladies. Um, the Hill Truth. I mean, those are the podcasts I listen to um, on a weekly basis. And again, a shout out to Conan and Disco. Those guys entertain me a lot with the, with their keeping it 100. I love that show too. Um, but yeah, just everybody who entertains us on the daily. Um, I think wrestling is definitely a, a, a fandom where you'll never get bored. So just thank you for keeping me as a fan. And a couple other podcast shout outs I want to give. Jim over the fan in the van. Jim Garrett with the Steel Until Talk. Uh, yeah, Garrett and Jalen there with Two Dudes Sports News. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Nate's Daily Wager, also Austin Boyer with The Wrestling World, BC Hunter with Wrestling with the Truth and Wrestling with the 80s. And also, I forgot one for last week, but I want to make sure he gets his love this week. Visit Vegas Places with Coil. He does a really great job on all the Vegas businesses in the Las Vegas area. So if you ever get planned to take a trip out to las vegas i highly recommend you check out as much of his podcast episodes as you can um also that, one more for me um really quick um to patrick pucci and then also the rest of the sports affiliates again those are guys always supporting us um and just thank you guys for all the retweets and for supporting us as well and we also can't forget those guys at the SCM there. Yeah, on. SCM. I finally listened to their podcast on a Wednesday, and they're they're very entertaining. So, again, to all those guys, too, Ron and Don, um, the rest of those guys, thank you guys for entertaining us as well and supporting yeah. us. Yes, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening to us. Again, we will be back on uh, Wednesday night for 
Carlos's post AEW Dynamite show on the X app space there. And we will also be returning again with that bonus episode on October 15th, where unfortunately we will not be live, but we will have an episode ready. So without any further ado for Carlos and myself, John, thank you for tuning in this week and we will catch you later.